the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the WPTF Weekend Gardener. Mike Rayley here. Miss Clapp is still off. They're gallivanting, and uh, she and Alan. And Brother Rufus is here. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Secretary, how was your Christmas? Well, the Secretary's Christmas was very lovely. It it was uh, one spent alone with my dear wife, but we can't. We can't uh, violate these rules. We want to get over this COVID, and we just must get over this so we can get together and have fellowship. I'm a hugger, and I'm missing my hugs. I know. Me too. Me too. Well, I'm, I'm glad you're okay. Gerald Adams has, has joined us. We've missed you, my friend. We haven't seen you for a while. You Good. okay? Did you have a nice Christmas? Fabulous. Other than a, a little chilly for my liking this morning. Oh, you don't <laughs> mind? No, I, I kind of like, like chilly. As long as I don't have to work outside, as you work outside, is a big difference. But uh, and of course, Rufus likes it because he's from the mountains. It's oh, yeah. for milking cows at milking cows at five thirty on the morning like this. Where it was, maybe, was no fun. Where it's maybe ten degrees rather than twenty. Yeah, hmm. that's right. Well, I married a dairy farmer's daughter, and she didn't milk, but uh, her father and some of his uh, hired hands did, and every morning, so. No, those cows don't wait on you. No, especially when you got a big herd. My little nephew one time asked that Uncle Rufus, when it's so cold like this, if you squeeze milk out of the thing, will it freeze before it hits the bucket? <laughs> Good question. I, I Very said, analytical. Well, I, I said, almost, Uncle. Uh, almost, Edward, almost. Uh-huh. So, Henry, have a good uh, – your grandson, have a good – Off the chain now. We've got – I've got some great pictures of him, but yeah. it's just from – that was uh, – it was fun to see. Yeah, yeah, grade eight. Now he's, he's older I'll, than two. He's no, he's he's just he'll be nineteen months old this week. Oh, okay. But he's at the age now where he's got a clue what's going on and yeah, and talking nonstop. Babbling. Yep. Probably listening right now. <laughs> I'll, I'll get critiqued when I get back yeah. home. Yeah, you pick up a word here and there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, he's probably that. plotting how to take over that partnership. Uh, That's probably, right. but he's gonna have to do a little bit more work first. And uh, the loveliest lady in Gardenland, Pam Beck, is with us. Pam, good morning, Merry Christmas, uh, Happy New Year. Good morning, gentlemen. What a treat to hear your voices, and I agree with Rufus. I miss seeing you, and I miss hugging all of y'all. And um, 
congratulations to everybody who has grandbabies this time of year. It's a lot of fun to watch them at Christmas. I know you do, Mike. And, Gerald, I didn't know you had one, too. Yeah, Henry. Yep. (laughs) Already put him in business, Gerald and Henry's plants. Yeah, that's right. But he's a little behind on his part of the work. (laughs) Well, he'll get there. So that's the the Henry I saw whose name was on your booth at the farmer's market then. That's correct. Yes. 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 He gets oh, residuals and everything. So um, and we, but we have um, we have a pair on the way. You have one. I have one. Yep, my son. They're expecting their first child, a boy, the end of January. So we're looking forward to that as well. Wow. Yeah. So by the way, Pam Henry hired me as his attorney. <laughs> yeah. To look after his interest in the partnership. It's pro bono, but he he hired yeah. him. Generous, generous yeah, guy that you are. He wanted the best. Yeah, he only wanted the best. He's, he, he's picky like that, too. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I guess there are some plants out there that are not frozen. Be careful out there, by the way. I, I came on to the uh, Beltline from Glenwood Avenue, and the on-ramp there, there was some ice, and I slid a little bit. So be careful out there. You just never know where it's going to be because we, we did have a fair amount of rain. Uh, recently, so it's still out there, and um, so just watch it. Plus, the Beltline, at least between North Hills and Crabtree, is is just breaking up. <laughs> it's just, it's just. Uh, I mean, they're they going to be big canyons in it after a while. So there's rocks and everything else flying all over there, all over the place. So be careful out there, as they say. Well, I, there there are some plants that um, we need to talk about this morning. Some that are are probably happier than others. Uh, I noticed my Daphne hasn't started blooming yet, uh, but uh, I'm sure it will soon. Now, on the leaves have left your uh, uh, the chandelier. I call it the chandelier plant. They they have gotten kind of squeamish looking. They they uh, have really yellowed up and shriveled yeah, up. Yeah, well, they'll drop finally. off to, uh, after last night. Yeah. What's that plant? Chandelier plant. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I can't, oh, it, it, well, neither it's one a, I was going to think of. That's great. It's the of the Daphne. I called it. Uh, no, it's uh, um, well, a. My, my, it has little uh, you, uh, rat bunny toes, you call them, Pam. Edgeworthy. Edgeworthy, uh, of course. <laughs> paper bush. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Chinese paper bush. That's an easier yeah. way to remember it. <laughs> so, but we were talking. We've been talking about the f- the fact that the leaves have have just not come off of those things. Mine finally are coming off, and you can see the the bunny toes or the chandeliers. Chandeliers, yeah. <clears throat> we we've had. It's funny you say that about leaves, and I don't know all the weather reasons why. But on campus at state, typically Thanksgiving weekend. We bring some people in on the Saturday and Sunday, and we all but finish up our leaf season for the year. And we didn't, they won't even half the leaves down by Thanksgiving. We, yeah, we've still got some trees a little stubborn holding on to now, and usually early December we're on to other things, but we still are having quite a few leaves to get up. Oak trees are a little unusual. part of the problem there. But, yeah, the uh, sweet, let's see, the winter sweet, i got a couple of them in my yard, one fairly large, and the leaves are bright yellow on that thing. They they still haven't fallen off. At least some of them haven't. So yeah, kind of a kind of a strange year in many ways. Uh, how's your garden, Pam? 
Oh, my goodness. I agree with Gerald about the um, leaves persisting this year. Even things like the deciduous azaleas are still holding on to their leaves. Um, a few of the oaks out here are. Uh, we have a Stella magnolia that has leaves still uh, hanging on it, and it's trying to bloom. <laughs> and it's the craziest thing because that magnolia stellata is usually something that flowers around February to March. But it, even in the fall, it started out. I did hear on the news that uh, we have had 54 inches of rain as of right now in 2020. And that's about a foot more than normal. Do you think that that is, that is contributing to this, Gerald? I think that's contributing to it. And I still think the weather has been a little, a little wackier as far as, it, you know, I, I'm not going to get into the whole climate debate, but it just seems that, you know, people don't think we've been warmer than normal because we didn't have a lot of 100-degree weather, which is the hot, hot weather. But I just think things have been running, the nighttime <coughs> temperatures in particular, up until just recently, I think have been staying much lower. And, you know, last winter, I don't even know if we approached uh, 20 like we did last night, even one time. I mean, there weren't that many nights last winter. We got down into the 20s, period. Uh, and somehow or another, I think it's an accumulative effect from that. Mm-hmm. Well, palm trees uh, still aren't growing that well, except for <laughs> so once <laughs> once the palm trees start growing really well around here, we we know that uh, things have certainly changed. But um, I'm thankful for whatever rose. But I tell you, my my banana tree <laughs> looks looks peaked. I've I've built up the uh, some mulch leaves and stuff around the bottom of it, but I haven't. I haven't cut off any of the stems or leaves or or the trunk. I know some people do that, but I haven't I haven't done it. And it looks kind of messy. I feel like I I need to do it, but what do you all do? I took a chainsaw and cut some back. (laughs) Well, you have a big one then, don't you? Little electric chainsaw. They were probably eighteen inches diameter. The trunk was good gracious. So 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 do you have a uh, how tall is the stump? Uh, I left the stump about mm, 10 inches, may, maybe 12 inches, and we piled a, a ton of mulch up over it Oh, okay. Uh, I, after after doing that. All right. Well, have you boys ever produced any bananas? That's what I want to know. No, but I understand that, that, you know, I guess after a while, after the root system really gets <clears> established, <throat> and if it's, if it's happy, it will produce these. I, I had some in the greenhouse one time. I had one that I was, I dug up for about three years in a row to keep it from going dormant, uh, and it just got so massive we couldn't we couldn't handle it anymore. And it started to make a bunch, but they never they never, never yeah they weren't edible. Really. No, they never no. develop enough for that. But you can you can make them if they get large enough and mature enough. I but in Hawaii, of course we I can remember making stops and there'd be banana trees. Here and there, and and uh, some couple of places they let us pick a, pick one, and uh, it's just unbelievable how good good they are, uh, quote unquote, in the wild. But <laughs> well, it's just like when you grow your own pineapples. You know, you have to be able to move your plants in and out of the greenhouse. But yeah. a pineapple that you grow and let ripen on the plant, it doesn't even resemble what you buy in the store. So so much oh, it sweeter. Doesn't. It's, it doesn't. It's and standing in the field in, in Hawaii eating a Eating pineapple is uh, 
is an experience, uh, one of the many experiences over there that I hope everybody gets a chance to to enjoy at some point. But and you can um, you can grow pineapples, Rufus. How many pineapples have you grown around here? Well, the old kid thing of cutting the top off and putting it in a in a pot and letting it grow that way. But I've never grown a, a pineapple from edible edible sense. Yeah, you, to ever get any fruit, you'll you'll have to be able to take them into the to the to the greenhouse and we we i had a i don't know maybe half a dozen um when i was at the governor's mansion and you know they 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 are biennial and how they fruit so i would always have one or two of them fruiting and we'd plant them actually out in the garden so people could see the fruit develop on wonderful all right we'll talk more about that and other things coming up on the wptf weekend gardener it's 819 You're listening to one of the longest-running radio shows in the country, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Long, well, the longest-running, some some say ad nauseum. It just <coughs> it just keeps keeps on going like the the bunny rabbit. So uh, we're here this morning, uh, the day after Christmas, and and hope you're well. You know, this show's going to fall on Christmas next year. It's a Saturday, so I guess I guess I think it's it's happened before, and we didn't do the show. And uh, you know there was other other programming provided, so I don't think anybody wants to work on Christmas. I know I didn't when I was when I was slaving in here as a as a uh, a young announcer many years ago. But when I got married, they stopped asking me to work on Christmas, and then after a while, I just got out of it. <laughs> you must have looked real pitiful. I just took vacation days, and they let me so. Uh, I'm telling on my strategy. I shouldn't. <laughs> I shouldn't do that. But they did. In Nineteen. Uh, well, actually, uh, well, we won't go into that. Yeah. I. I, 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 uh, I, I Melissa and I eloped in 1975. I'm talking about the 79 wedding when we got when we got married in public. But uh, at any rate, they didn't let, make me work at Christmas after that. Every other holiday, but not that. How uh, did you hide your official marriage? It was, it was, I don't know, because a lot, I mean, a lot of, we told, uh, I think Melissa told a couple of people and I, I told, um, I know I told Hap, Hap Hansen and howdy everybody and Johnny Hood <laughs> and Johnny Hood. Yeah. Two of the lower voices. I told, I told the low voices, uh, among, yeah, cause I worked with them pretty closely, but, um, and then, and then Hap. Happened, uh, Bart and Gary were in my wedding. That was a formidable trio there. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, it was like the King's coronation when they walked in. Uh, 919-860-9783. Boy, that, that conversation went nowhere and certainly had nothing to do with plants. And Pam, I hope you uh, haven't fallen off asleep because of this. Oh, oh, are you talking to me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's hard to engage when you're not in the room. I know. I miss seeing you guys, and the banter that you all have back and forth, especially during the breaks, is, is one of the... Oh, we were pretty <laughs> quiet this time. We didn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, believe that. <laughs> so... Uh, well, I wanted to ask you all, did anybody get anything gardening-related for Christmas? Did you get a gift that's garden-related? Not near a thing. Near a thing here. Near a thing. Huh. Oh, 
my goodness. I know. That's terrible. I guess we got everything we need. I can say that anyway. I got everything I need. I ordered well, myself some. I did order myself some tomato seed that I'd been having difficulty finding. Tomato and, seed. And finally found. Tomato oh, seed? Good. Yep. Good. I have some I yeah, need to plant. Perfect. Some plants. I've got yeah, some digitalis, some hollyhocks. And let's see. I hope you have them in a place where they're nice and warm. They well, they they're pretty tough. Yeah. Okay. And I'll put them out sometime next week, I guess. Yeah, I don't think there's any danger of the ground hardening. And we occasionally used to talk about that because we would have pretty cold December's, January's, February's, January particularly, and and you know the ground would get kind of hard. You have two nights back to back, like last night and this coming night, that it might be a little, yeah, a little harder to touch it tomorrow morning. Yeah, topsoil. When's the when's the bloom time on a delphinium? I love those things. It's 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 not dead dead summer, is it? Because it doesn't like it as much hot. Not when it's. It is it is Rufus if you're up north where they grow well. Um, You mean up in Roxborough? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think you could grow them maybe successfully up around zone five in Boone or something like that. Uh, but um, the the problem is, is they really do like cooler weather. Now, we do have a good substitute, which is Larkspur. It is a delphinium relative, and that's an annual for us. But if you want that plant now, you can put seeds out any time between September and February, and you might get a really good crop of Larkspur around Father's Day. Well, I, I think the delphinium is the most beautiful plant, and, flock, and as I recall, Locksburg is very similar. Yes. Then I will just get some seed and, and throw them out. Well, it's, yeah. it's not that many things that have that color blue bloom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Phil has some out there that I picked up that uh, in her giveaway perennials, and they were about, about a foot tall. And look like real healthy, so I'll I'll go ahead and stick those out anyway. Well, it sounds sounds interesting. I don't know that I've grown delphiniums. I don't know. I don't think there have been any in my yard. But what about you, Pam? You well, um, I've I've tried and failed. It's it's a heat thing, and um, if you've ever seen them in gardens, especially in beautiful gardening books, you you just absolutely want to try to grow them and as i said maybe in the mountains they would do for you rufus but it's like fuchsia you know they do so much better in the mountains than they do for us here in the the piedmont area um but at least try the try the larkspur and see if you don't get something um with some blues in it you can pick up the seed this time of year now gerald mentioned ordering seed and finding those tomato seeds um does anybody have a favorite catalog that they order from this time of year? No, I haven't done that in a long time. I love getting the catalogs. We'll talk about catalogs and, and other things. Yeah, I, how long is the show? Yeah, <laughs> well, there's some great catalogs out there. Borgo Dean. <laughs> More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. Let's get back to the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. Well, Miss Ann is not here. She's uh, taken, I guess, about three weeks off or so. 
And uh, Brother Rufus is here. We have Gerald Adams, who is was at, at one time for years the um, curator of the grounds at the governor's mansion and uh, now um, a s- similar role for the Centennial Campus. In fact, you take care of, among other things, the chancellor's grounds up there. So, And, and got to know him pretty well. Getting, getting to know him better. Miss Woodson, yes. That's great. Great people to work for, work mm-hmm. with. That's wonderful. And Miss Pam Beck, what could you say about Pam? Books and articles, newspaper articles and magazine articles and just a, a wonderful gardener. And we're so glad you're you're uh, nice and warm there sitting in front of your computer, I suppose. Yes, in front of the computer right now. But um, it, back in the, uh, in the family area, we've got our wood stove going. And that's Ooh. something we fire up when it gets cold and just love that radiant heat there's nothing like an old stove going uh, with the fire in it it really warms the body and the soul i have uh, melissa has a first cousin who's a retired she's a retired physician they live in sparta and her husband's a retired teacher and county commissioner and we went up to visit him in september and it was it was chilly up there when we went it was nice but they have a a Big old wood stove in that place. That's uh, that. That's their main heat during. I mean, you know, it, 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 the the building, the uh, their beautiful home is heated, but uh, with gas and electricity. But they got that big old wood stove. They use that a lot. That's something. It really makes a difference, doesn't it? It does. And this is when I curl up with a good gardening book or a good catalog. And we were talking about catalogs a little bit before the break. And Gerald said. How long do you have? I agree, hon. You know, getting into one of these seed catalogs is just, it makes me think I need to. I need more land and I need lots of help. And <laughs> now, Rufus, what were we talking about about this time last year, the, the, uh, the whole earth seed catalog or something like that? You know what we're talking yeah. about? Pay well, I, I, I like gurneys. Gurneys, yeah. And, uh. What's the one out of South Carolina that's a good seed company? There's Twally out of South Carolina. Parks. Parks, yeah, Parks. Seeds and such, yeah, I think, is Parks, out of South yeah. Carolina. I, I'm a little unusual in that I start most of my cataloging from the people that have the better vegetable selections, and then I've, right. I fine-tune if I'm looking for some flower stuff that you have to go the seed route. But uh, Johnny's Seeds for people that do their own vegetable gardening is, is a great source, and particularly on the green side. They probably carry more lettuce than anybody that I know of and have a, a decent tomato s- selection. Ultimately, I judge all based on their tomato uh, selection, and there's some like Totally Tomatoes, Tomato Grower Supply, Baker Creek Heirloom Seeds, which is, I think, maybe it's rareseeds.com is their website. They still send out a... Super thick uh, catalog that that will often show you lots of varieties, heirloom varieties that are native to certain parts of the country that you probably never heard tell of. And for me, they're they're a little pricey on the seeds, but sometimes you can get something new and then you save the seeds yourself and you're off to the races. Yeah, now, I'm I'm going to get back on bulbs. So I, I, you you know, you go to a bulb store, you're going to get the daffodils, you're going to get the usual stuff. I love to go through the bulb catalogs and have the very unique. Uh, how are you going to get uh, fall blooming? What's that? Colchicum. Uh, uh, Colchicum. Colchicum. 
Uh, mm-hmm. you, I've never seen any of those for sale in a, in a bulb store, but I've, I've got some I ordered out of the catalog, and they will bloom if you set them on a, a windowsill. Mm-hmm. And they, they're, they're, <laughs> they're about as big as a tomato, a little, little tomato. I don't know why they have such a big bulb and such a small bloom, but they're worth it. Wow. They're beautiful plants. And um, when you're talking about bulb catalogs, there's two that come to mind immediately to me. One is Brenton Becky's, and that's a bulb grower out of uh, Gloucester, Virginia. And a little closer to home is uh, Tiercia Farms. Yes. And they're out of uh, the Little Washington area. And uh, is it Pantego or Pantego? Pantigo. He, he, if you're from down that way, it's Pantigo. Yeah. <laughs> and if you've campaigned there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I know. Well, the they, f- are, they are wonder. It's a wonderful uh, family-owned bulb company, and they're growing these right here in North Carolina. These are old Dutch transplants who settled along the coast where that soil is sandy and peaty and perfect for growing bulbs. And you can buy bulbs from them by the bushel. So if you go on the Terracia Farms, it's T-E-R-R-A-C-E-I-A Farms, um, you can order a catalog or you can order from their website, and they're very reliable, too. I've mentioned this before. Brent and Becky, I guess, were friends with Charles Kuralt, and they developed a Charles Kuralt variety. Right. They're planted uh, around his grave in Chapel Hill, uh, I suppose. There are daffodils there. But uh, I I have not been able to find them. I guess they just uh, they only made uh, developed a few of them and and didn't uh, didn't sell them or something. Well, they parentalize well, easily. Happens, you can go dig some ha- up. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. What happens is a lot of things right. fall out of favor, and they because they're offering so many new introductions. Sometimes the old things kind of disappear, and that's where buying from an heirloom catalog, uh, you might be able to find them somewhere there. Or just put a call out to your listeners. If you, somebody's got some Charles Coralt, they'd be willing to yeah. listen and divide and share with you. That, that'd be great, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, maybe Carol, I'll get... do you order from Southern Exposure Seed Exchange out of Virginia, out of Mineral Virginia? I have got a few tomato seed from them in the past when I was having difficulty finding something someone had requested or brought to my attention that I wanted to give a try, uh, and right. the Seed Savers Exchange. Uh, Victory yeah. Seeds is another very good. They have a lot of hard to find, and a lot. they have one of the few people that has some of the Dwarf Tomato Project seed uh, available now as well. Uh, and the, the Terracea people, uh, when I, I used to buy all my bulbs from them at the Governor's Mansion and, and what we plant on campus now. I still get from them. That's just a terrific family run, uh, and and a a much bigger operation than you realize when you when you go down there. If you see uh, daylilies planted beside the road in North Carolina, they probably originated from Terracea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so possibly there's a new um, seed company called So S O W So True Seed out of Asheville, and I didn't know if you'd ordered from them. Their catalog is absolutely beautiful. It's They've got great photographs, lots of good information, and quite a few um, tomatoes, you know, that are new to me. But, of course, you know all of them, Gerald. No, I don't know all of them. (laughs) Matter of fact, I got five or six from them last year. Uh, And I'm working on my – I'm I'm at a difficulty now. I'm I'm fixing my 
2021 tomato grow list, and I'm up to 130-some varieties, and I grew a little over 100 last year, and truth be told, I got room for 75. So it gets kind of difficult when you, <laughs> when you, when your eyes get wow. bigger than your stomach, so to speak. Uh, so I'm going to have to uh, slow down now because it's going to take all I can finagle to figure out how to grow. I need to know my greenhouse is not big enough to grow all that, but uh, I've had requests, and then I see something that strikes my interest, and I don't take anybody else's word for it. I got to put the taste test on it myself. Gotcha. Well, Gerald, I've been I've been wondering what, next to Cherokee Purple, I'm sure that's your biggest seller, isn't it? Yes. What, in the way of heritage tomatoes, what is coming in there next? Uh, for me, I sell uh, Pink Berkeley tie-dye is probably uh, – for well, actually, last year Sun Gold was my number two seller. That that's a small, ironically hybrid uh, cherry tomato about the size of a big marble, but it's easy to grow and extremely prolific. Yeah. And unlike most other small tomatoes, actually tastes like a tomato. But Pink Berkeley tie dye Cherokee Purple is one of the parents of it. It's a purple tomato that has little green squiggly uh, marks in it, and the Gerald's Lightning Dwarf plant tomato that I've right, worked I on love that one. is essentially a dwarf version of pink Berkeley tie-dye. It's the yeah. same fruit but on a compact plant, and the fruit runs a little bit smaller. Uh, but there are so many for people that love Cherokee purple and first couldn't get, you know, had trouble getting over the idea of eating a purple-looking tomato. There are many, many, many other purples. I grew several this year, uh, Owens purple which is very similar to Cherokee Purple, and the fruit size ran a little bit larger, so I'm definitely adding it into the must-grow. And I grew Cherokee Lime Stripe for the first time this year, and it is green with purple stripes in it and tastes fabulous. How do you know when it's ripe? Uh, it's a little soft. You, you got to put the squeeze test on it because you see that purple stripes coming in and you don't know how purple it's supposed to get. No two of them look alike when ripe. Some of them have wider stripes, thinner stripes, more stripes, a little more color in the stripes. But as soon as you can squeeze it and it gives a little bit, put it under the knife. And if the green bothers you, shut your eyes when you take the first bite. You'll be, <laughs> you'll, you'll be hooked. That helps after a lot that. of things. <laughs> Uh, let's go to Herb in Durham. Herb, uh, I hope you had a Merry Christmas. Good morning, yes. Uh, good morning, let's see, Pam, Gerald, Rufus, Mike. Yes, sir. Good, good. And Sam's in the control room in there. So. <laughs> yeah, you too, Sam. I have a quick, quick question. Um, I actually have about a couple dozen pineapple plants here in various stages. Uh, I just keep them for decoration. I haven't gotten much fruit out of them. I was down home, and I noticed on the riverbank in the backyard, there was a vine that was blooming like crazy, white blooms. And the only thing I could think I was clearing out vines and things was that it might have been... Uh, a, jazz, a confederate or Carolina, but I was just amazed that it would be blooming this time of year. I'm, I have some yellow ones here at the house, but these were white. What do you think? The autumn blooming, is it clematis? No, I, no, no. It's not it that? Wasn't no, it wasn't that. Um, I have that here, too. 
but uh, I, I'm just not sure. Sounds like you're describing well, Confederate jasmine. Did it have fragrance to it? Because well, it was way up in the tree over the river, so I didn't get to it. Hmm. But there's, uh, I, and I was it was one, white. Yes, that that's what threw me off. It was white, and it was it looks the vine looks just like the uh, regular Carolina one. Okay, now you said you went down home. Tell me where down home is. Uh, I was on the Roanoke River in Janesville, and I believe the leaves were turning kind of purplish. Hmm. Okay. I mean, it looked just like the yellow Carolina one, I suppose, and I couldn't think of anything. The white color was what threw me off. Well, I'm I'm thinking, too, of evergreen clematis, the climbing habit you're talking about. I have evergreen clematis that climbs up into a uh, crepe myrtle, probably 30 feet, Herb. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, the clematis armandii. Yeah, the clematis armandii, the, the, the one that blooms in winter, not the, not the sweet autumn. Right, correct, it would correct. Have a, yeah. It would have a lancelate leaf. The leaf would come down into a point, and okay. it would be evergreen. Do you think that's okay. it? What's the common name again? I call it evergreen clematis. Okay. All right. Well, I'll look that up. Because, see, I have the sweet autumn. I have that here. And it is, it's uh, not doing any. It, well, it's still here. It's still green. So uh, I'm amazed at how much is green around here. So it's, well, it's supposed to say green. Okay. All right. Well, I will look that up. And I will let somebody else on you. Have a great day. And... Uh, be blessed. Hey, you too, Herb. Thank you very much for, for calling. Have a happy new year, my friend. That's the same tree that I had that the yellow, uh, the what's that wonderful yellow rose that like to choked it out? The, uh, oh, the crepe myrtle? Uh, the Lady Banks. Lady Banks. Uh, Lady Banks. Oh, okay. She was in the crepe myrtle. I grow finally, crazy too. <clears throat> finally had to take it out. I had to say, you're going to have the Lady Banks rose? Or the Great Myrtle, which you want. <laughs> Great Myrtle. I can see you talking to it right now. Uh, more of the Weekend Gardener coming up on WPTF. It's 8.50. You're listening to the longest-running gardening show on the radio. It's the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF at 8.53. Mike Rayleigh here, along with Rufus Edmonston, Gerald Adams with us, and Pam Beck. Miss Clapp is off uh, today, and, and next week I believe she's off too. Uh, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Donna is in Zebulon. Donna, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good, mo- good morning. Good morning. I'd like to add three more sources, please, for uh, Swans Island. Uh, that sells dahlias. Dahlias. Yeah. Swan's Island mm-hmm. sells dahlias. Huh? Where's Swan's yeah. Island? Uh, it is, it in is on the coast of Portland. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I bought from them. I've been very pleased. Um, another. I'm sorry? No, we're, nobody said anything. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're hearing things, Donna. I am. I am. I hit that German wine a little bit too much. Oh, <laughs> Good. German wine. Riesling. Um, Another source is Eden Brothers. I've ordered some beautiful zinnia seeds from them, and they send out a catalog also. 
Well, I want to ask about a zinnia seed that is short. I, I, I go seed companies all the time, and have learned if everyone I get will grow over two feet tall, I cannot get a zinnia that will grow under a foot tall. Okay, well, I'll look in the catalog and see if I can't find one for you. When I see you next time, I'll tell you about it. When you sober up. <laughs> I only drank one ounce. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. That's, that's just enough to make you mad. <laughs> oh, dear. And then a friend of mine named Ramona uh, out of Portland, Maine, sells the best ornamental and Asiatic lilies. Mm. And she's mm. on Facebook. Mm. And her company is called Far Away Flowers. Far and I've away. ordered several from her. You can ask uh, permission to join uh, Far Away Flowers on Facebook. Okay. Now, I was going to ask you, Donna, um, the Xenia Company, I just pulled them up, Eden Brothers, they're out of Arden, North Carolina. Oh, okay. Okay. So, I could so, find the um, catalog. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah, also I was just get... looking on the online site, and so it's a North Carolina company, and their their um, page on the the web is just beautiful. It's just EdenBrothers.com, and oh my goodness, I see why you got tempted. They also <laughs> are a good dahlia source, but you've got to order them, you know, many months ahead of time because they sell out. Right, and they have a beautiful catalog also. So that's that's my two cents for this Saturday morning. Well, it was worth a lot more than that, Donna. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yes, ma'am. Have a happy Thank new you. year. Thank you, Donna. Thank you, sir. <laughs> Thank all of you. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Drinking that German wine, Donna. Uh, <laughs> so early in the morning, too. Uh, 919-86. <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah, <laughs> I was looking up Arden. Yeah, that is that's way on out there, out, right outside of Asheville. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's um, yeah, all kinds of stuff will grow. That's where my brother there. Baker lived when he was the U.S. Marshal for the Western District of North Carolina, and his wife taught in the Arden public school system. Why did he choose Arden? To, to live in? Was well, that... it was just a, a, a nice place in the mountains. Oh, I've never been there. I'll. It's near. Um, it's between Skyland and Fletcher, and I'm familiar uh-huh. with it in Henderson County. Yeah, so that's really boy, that's a popular area well, now, out there the for Martin he lived in was was Buncombe County. Oh, he lived in Buncombe. Okay, so yeah. he was a little little farther east. Well, that's great. Nine one nine eight six zero. We're learning so much this morning. Geography too. Geography. We learned about geography. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Terracia. Terracia Farms, Little Washington. Uh, I haven't been yeah. down there for a while. And, and Terracia is open to the public if you're ever down there. Uh, and that's certainly God's country where that's at because mm-hmm. you're getting on down not too far from the Pamlico Sound. Um, mm-hmm. Trying to think on, I used to drive down there once a year to pick up bulbs. Uh, and it's maybe 30 minutes to the other side of Little Washington. Uh, but it's. Uh, so there's a lot of peat. Yes, and, and big there. gigantic yeah. fields of that beautiful black soil. Mm-hmm. Can't beat that for growing growing anything down there. I just ordered some spider plants from them. Mm-hmm. I, I love those things. What some some of you call it the the surprise plant? Mm-hmm. Well, or a hurricane lily. 
lily. Uh, yeah, spider uh, lily, yeah. The red? Did you get red ones or did you get other colors? I got yellow and pink. Mm. I've got oh, red all over the place. That's a pink naked lady, isn't it? <laughs> it's pretty close uh, to that. Yeah, naked ladies are <laughs> a little bit different. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you want to describe <laughs> that? <laughs> you, go ahead and do it. You want to talk a little bit there, Pam? <laughs> Please, please differentiate. We got about thirty seconds for you to do that. Go. Well, okay. Um, yeah, naked ladies are um, a, a different a different bulb, and they're a little taller, pink. They look more like crinum, whereas the lycoris are very thin yeah. and spidery um, petals on them. Okay, and that's September, October, somewhere in there. Did you see the see the uh, pink naked ladies? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right, more of the more of the uh, weekend. If you're just tuning in now, <laughs> we are talking plants. Uh, more of the weekend gardener coming up here on WPTF.